Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. Helena, we've got some big news from the world of football today. La Liga president Javier Tebas has announced his resignation. That's right, Stephen. But it's not as shocking as it might sound. Tebas's four-year term was set to end on December 23rd anyway. And he's not exactly going away, is he? He's announced that he'll be running for a fourth straight term in the new elections. Yes, it seems like a strategic move. The whole election process takes about a month, and he's trying to avoid a clash with the presidential elections for the Royal Spanish Football Federation, which are due in early 2024. And judging by his track record, he's likely to get re-elected. He's been president since 2013 and ran unopposed in both 2013 and 2019. Exactly, Stephen. He's been instrumental in strengthening the finances of Spain's first and second division teams, and he's known for his ambition to match the Premier League's economic strength. Not to mention his efforts to boost La Liga's visibility worldwide. He's even signed long-term agreements with ESPN to broadcast games in the U.S. That's right. But let's not forget, he's also been quite vocal about his criticism of the spending power of clubs like Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain. He's accused state-owned football clubs of breaching UEFA's financial fair play rules. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this election pans out. Will Tebas continue to shape La Liga's future, or will we see a new face at the helm? Only time will tell. From the football pitches of Spain, let's now cross the Atlantic to the gridirons of America. We're shifting gears to discuss a controversy that's been making headlines in the world of American football. A story that involves law enforcement, allegations of prejudice, and a billionaire team owner. Let's dive into it. Helena, have you heard about the recent comments by Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Irsay? I have, Stephen. Quite controversial, I must say. He's claimed that his 2014 arrest for operating a vehicle while intoxicated was due to police prejudice against him for being a rich white billionaire. Yes, and he was quite unapologetic about it. He stated, I don't care what it sounds like, it's the truth. I could give a damn what people think how anything sounds or sounds like. The truth is the truth, and I know the truth. It's important to note that the police pulled Ursay over after observing him driving slowly, stopping in the roadway, and failing to use a turn signal. They said he had trouble reciting the alphabet and failed other field sobriety tests. That's correct. Yet Ursay maintains that the arrest was wrong. He said he failed the field sobriety tests because he had just come off hip surgery, not because he was under the influence. And to add to that, police found various prescription drugs in his vehicle along with more than $29,000 in cash. A toxicology report showed Ursay had the painkillers oxycodone and hydrocodone, as well as alprazolam, an anxiety medication, in his system at the time of his arrest. The Carmel Police Department responded to Ursay's accusations they said they were very sorry to hear Ursay's allegation of police prejudice against him. They defended their professionalism, stating, We have a very professional agency consisting of officers that strive to protect our community with integrity and professionalism. Ursay, who has publicly discussed his battle with addiction on numerous occasions, told HBO Sports that addiction and alcoholism is a fatal disease. It's a complex situation indeed. Yes, Stephen. This incident and Irsay's comments highlight the ongoing discussions around wealth, 
law enforcement, and substance abuse. It's a conversation that's far from over. Speaking of complex situations, let's pivot to the basketball court, where strategic decisions and team dynamics are making headlines. As we leave behind the controversy surrounding the Colts owner, we turn our attention to the Boston Celtics. Their season has been anything but ordinary, and it's not just about the games. Let's dive into the fascinating behind-the-scenes action that's shaping their journey. So, Helena, it's been quite the season for the Boston Celtics, hasn't it? Indeed, Stephen. With the regular season about to commence, the Celtics had to address their roster turnover, and it was Jason Tatum who took the initiative. That's right. The Celtics had just acquired Juru Holiday, a fantastic two-way guard from their biggest rival, the Milwaukee Bucks. But this led to a bit of a logjam in the starting lineup. Absolutely. The Celtics had planned to use a clear starting five. Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Derek White, and Chris Stapps Porzingis. But with Holiday now in the mix, they had six starting quality players and only five spots. This sparked quite the debate among fans and media alike. But Tatum didn't let it fester. He gathered his five teammates and addressed the elephant in the room. No coaches, no one else. Just them. And it seems like that meeting had a positive effect. Boston is leading the Eastern Conference with an 11-3 record. They're not attributing their hot start solely to that meeting, but they believe it'll pay dividends down the line. Definitely. Now, Helena, sacrifice is a word that's often thrown around in NBA circles, especially among teams with multiple superstars. It seems like the Celtics have embraced this concept. Yes. And it's interesting to note that Holiday, the only player in the room with an NBA championship to his name, made it clear that his approach would remain the same regardless of how the lineup decisions played out. And in the end, it was Al Horford who made the sacrifice, moving to the bench. Horford's impact on the Celtics, even in his 17th NBA season, cannot be understated. Absolutely. The respect his teammates and coaches have for him is evident. Tatum in particular has spoken about the influence Horford has had on him. And it seems like Tatum has matured a lot, even off the court. Calling his teammates together before the season shows his leadership. Yes, and it's not just about having these hard conversations. It's about setting a foundation that the team can lean on in both good times and bad. Exactly. And with a roster this deep and versatile, the Celtics have their sights set on one goal, winning that elusive 18th championship. And as Porzingis said, starting off the season with the right mindset and responsibility to each other was a key moment for them. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out as the season progresses. From the hardwood to the gridiron, let's shift our focus now. While the NBA season is heating up, NFL Week 12 is also upon us with some thrilling matchups on the horizon. Let's delve into some predictions and see what's in store for us in the world of American football. All right, Helena, it's that time of the week again. NFL Week 12 is upon us, and we've got some interesting predictions from ESPN's matchup predictor. Let's dive in. Absolutely, Stephen. Let's start with Thanksgiving Day. We've got the Packers at Lions, Commanders at Cowboys, and 49ers at Seahawks. Any surprises there? Well, the Lions are given a 64% chance to beat the Packers, which might surprise some. The Cowboys are heavily favored against the Commanders with an 85.1% chance, and the 49ers have a 73.2% chance against the Seahawks. Interesting. And what about the Black Friday game between the Dolphins and the Jets? 
The Dolphins are favored there, with a 76.4% chance to win. But as we know, anything can happen in the NFL. Absolutely. And moving on to the Sunday games, we have some tight matchups like the Steelers at Bengals and the Buccaneers at Colts. Indeed, the Steelers are slightly favored at 51.2%, and the Colts have a 54.6% chance against the Bucks. But again, these games could go either way. And wrapping up the week, we have the Bears at Vikings for Monday Night Football. What's the prediction there? The Vikings are favored with a 61.6% chance to win, but the Bears might have something to say about that on the night. Well, it's certainly going to be an exciting week of football. Remember, these are just probabilities, and anything can happen on game day. Absolutely, Helena. That's what makes it so exciting. Let's see how these predictions pan out.